Yeah, no, so I like talking to people. Mm-hmm. And so in, in high school, I couldn't drive. Oh, right. Um, and so people would give me rides home, mm. and we would just end up, like, sitting in the car talking forever. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> and that's how I made, like, some of my really good friends oh, okay. is I would just – we would just sit in the car after, like, band competitions yeah. or, like uh, – musical rehearsal or something mm-hmm. and just hang out and talk for like hours and then at some point we'd be like hey it's like 3 a.m we should probably go home <laughs> yeah, yeah that's awesome um and so i i found a way of kind of working that into my life in that the the best conversations i've had with people have been in in moments like that right where it's like it's super late at night Mm -hmm. and we're just going about the world and the universe and everything yeah Yeah. and um the that's how i've made some of my best friends is um through just talking to people Hmm. um i think recently i've kind of realized that I'm more of an ambivert rather than an extrovert. Okay. Um, what's, what's that? I don't. So it's not an introvert, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Introverted people uh-huh. are just quiet in general and right. don't like being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, extroverts <laughs> like being a center center of attention. Uh-huh. They're loud and sociable or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but ambiverts switch. Oh, cool. Um, and so I think it took me a while to realize that I, I really like talking to people and that seems like an extroverted trait, but I'm only good at talking to people like one-on-one like this. Right. Yeah. Um, because when it comes to broader social situations, yeah. I have no idea. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to go to like more open mics Oh, cool. And uh, one of the open mics that I went to, I just sat there silently until it was my time to go. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know why I do this. (laughs) Do you do that? uh, I think it's called like poetry something. Like a poetry slam. I think. uh, Is it 23rd and MacArthur or something like that? I don't know. Well, there's a. Okay. There's there's a whole bunch of different open mics and poetry oh, cool. places. I need uh, to go to one of those just to like listen. I think yeah yeah. Cool. Uh, I think Sauced has them on Wednesdays. Right. Yeah yeah. Um, I think they're open mics on Thursdays. I know. Uh, have you heard of Ice Event Center? Mm-mm. Okay, I think it's on thirty six Northeast thirty six in like Lincoln, and they have like every week every day of the week they have something like Monday nights is like a jazz jam, and then Tuesday nights I think they do like. Uh, maybe I know that like one of the nights is board games and then Friday nights is like comedy night and mm-hmm. that's really cool. I need to check that out, but mm-hmm. it's just like a really cool little place for like, I guess artists or just people in yeah, general. Yeah. So yeah, it's called yeah. ice event center. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I should check that out. Yeah. That is something that, um, everyone like talks about, Oh, the local music scene, like support local artists and right. stuff. But I'm really bad about that. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I, do you know Christian Pearson? The name okay. rings a bell, but I don't think okay. I know them. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's like super, he he started this thing called OK Sessions. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know OK Sessions, okay. actually. Yeah, <laughs> and he, like, he's been doing a lot just trying to get, like, 
you know, the live music scene in Oklahoma City to grow. And mm-hmm. I think he just got this thing. I, I, I haven't read a bunch, but I know he wrote, he writes a lot of news articles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he did this thing with the Skirvin Hotel where they have, like, jazz at the Yeah, Skirvin I've been now. seeing that. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, that's really cool. I mean, I feel like in the last year he's, like, gotten a lot of, like, growth just in the Oklahoma City scene for musicians. I, I don't know, like, I know, like, poets and stuff and, like, uh, speakers. I don't know about how many outlets they have, but. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's a weird thing that Oklahoma and really kind of any scene because mm-hmm. Oklahoma has a scene right. for for anything, really. Yeah, yeah. Um but since we kind of do it to ourselves mm-hmm. since oh, it's just Oklahoma, we don't mm-hmm. we don't have the thing, we're not known for it. Right. Um and so Oh, there's no comedy here. Or there's no yeah. improv here. There's no jazz here. There's mm-hmm. no rock, whatever. Like you can pick anything, right? And think, yeah. oh, this is Oklahoma. Like it's yeah. just red dirt music and yeah, like it's true. You know, farms, but uh-huh. <laughs> or cowboys yeah. or whatever. But no, it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of anything if yeah. you know to look for it. Right. No, that's true. <laughs> and I mean. Like there's Saint sessions, right? Yeah. Um, have you gone to those? Those are awesome. no, I haven't. They're, yeah, <laughs> definitely check them out. I've been, I haven't gone to like every single one or anything, but like, you know, some of the artists that I know or that are my friends or just mm-hmm. in general, like I'll go to some that I don't know anybody, and they're always like super fun, and the food is pretty good at Saints. I mean, I I have only eaten there a couple times, but I always enjoy it, and you know, it's really the it's really intimate too. Like the stage is not super far away or anything, so it's mm-hmm. cool. It's a nice little venue area. Yeah, but it's, like, hard to, I don't know. Well, the weird thing for me is that I don't drink. Right, yeah, me either. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah. And so, well, that's probably the biggest thing. I don't drink. Right. Uh, And I'm an ambivert, and so if I don't know anyone in the room, Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to talk to anyone. Right, yeah. Uh, And it's weird because I'm a musician and so it's like, oh, getting out in front of people and yeah. pouring my soul out. Like that's that's part of the thing. Right. Uh but I don't know. I can't do it. I can't just be in a room with people I don't know. Yeah. And I also don't drink. And so there's that pressure right. as well. Yeah. And so it kinda sucks that <laughs> no, I yeah, I don't drink either. I mean I'll drink a little bit, like, sometimes socially, but mostly I really don't drink at all. And mm. it's weird because, like, you know, I'll be with people and, like, they're all ordering drinks and I'll get, like, water. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's just, like, I mean, it's it really doesn't matter that much, but it is weird to be, like, in an environment where everyone's drinking and, you know, you're not. And, it you know, it's like a wall kind of sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> and that's a big part of, music oh, culture yeah. that's true yeah that um <clears throat> part of like you know going out listening to music is yeah. getting drinks with it too yeah that's but true. uh i'm also a musician we're musicians and we don't make a whole lot of money so <laughs> yeah yeah those drinks can get expensive <laughs> yeah so yeah. <laughs> um i've been wanting to just talk to you about music mm-hmm. um so like there's no you kind of mentioned it earlier but like there's no line 
between genres for right, you right. like i try yeah how how did that happen i guess <laughs> honestly it's kind of new thing i how it happened for me i adam ledbetter <laughs> again, yeah yeah he was he made this post on facebook and he's like you know musical genres i can't remember exactly what he said he said something about how musical genres are just like you know they're not really there or something about that and it, like kind of got me thinking i was like yeah i mean I was like, oh, I can kind of see what he means, like, you know, because, like, I feel like that might be, like, maybe, maybe not, but I feel like it might be something to do with, like, marketing or, you know, like, just, you know, making money or just, like, the the public or the media or something like that, how, you know, they, they have, or just as humans, too, like, you kind of have a need to, like, categorize stuff and yeah, yeah. have order and, like, you know, break stuff down and find patterns and stuff like that, and you know, I mean, genres are, I feel like they're, they're useful and they can be really good, but I also feel like genres can like be super harmful and hurt. And like, mm -hmm. you know, cause there's music, like, you know, there's good music. I mean, I don't know if it, it's good music to some people or whatever, yeah, but yeah. I feel like there's music that, you know, doesn't really fit genres or like, you know, like hiatus coyote, for example, like mm -hmm. I really enjoy that band and I, I like, I like their sound, but like, I don't know what genre they would be or, you know, I mean, they're kind of like rock or they're kind of like you know soul or i don't know there's like yeah, a ton yeah. of like different i mean i don't know a lot of like modern and contemporary music too like new york like music like robert glassford for example you know you know maybe he's under like jazz but you know i the music he's making i, I don't know what it would be i don't know right, what genre yeah. it would be so. <laughs> and that's been a, a weird thing for me too is that i i kind of run the gamut as far as yeah. anything that i make yeah and so a couple of weeks ago, someone asked me, so like, what kind of music do you make? Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, mm -hmm. alternative right. and like singer songwriter type stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like, those are both really vague. Yeah. Uh, yeah definitely. <laughs> so, yeah. Totally. Um, well, yeah, but uh, like I had to write a 10 minute opera uh, and I also have some jazz songs yeah. and I write a lot of electronic ambient music. Right. So it's, I can't put a box mm -hmm. and I don't want one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's weird. I, I just, again, I think it's kind of like a human nature to like, want to be able to, you know, have a, like say what it is or like have a, like compartmentalize something just for the sake of it to make it simpler or to make it easier, you know, just like recognizing a pattern, like, Oh, yeah, all yeah. country songs, you know, they have the same chords or, you know, all these songs like pop music has the same chords or, you know, I don't know. Just right. Stuff like that. Well, it does, it does become hard then too, because like if we get rid of genres, mm -hmm. then how do we describe music yeah. in a way that Definitely. is understandable? Yeah. Like if, if someone goes like, Hey, I really like this band, Hiatus Coyote. Mm -hmm. How do you describe right. yeah. Hiatus Coyote? Yeah. How do you describe, uh, when I've been into like everything, everything. Right. Uh, yeah. have you heard of them? Uh, -uh. I um, they're British. Okay. And it's rock, but a lot of electronics, mm -hmm. but it's also influenced by a lot of other stuff. Right. And so <laughs> sometimes it's more poppy and sometimes it's more mm -hmm. like, there's kind of one song that he's going so fast. It's almost a rap song. Mm -hmm. And so it's anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so to, to be like, Oh, it's rock. 
y'all you get this picture in your mind of rock yeah. and so mm-hmm. if we get rid of genres then how do we communicate about music right yeah no, that's a good point yeah definitely i mean i definitely feel like they're they can be definitely i think they're necessary but at the same time i feel like they can be harmful in a way but i don't know mm-hmm. that could be with anything i guess um but i think also like one of the bigger things that i'd noticed with you it's like yeah back in the day like uh we had like a kindred love for like corn and oh, yeah. tool, tool yeah. um yeah but then also like you like a lot of rap and then you yeah. got into jazz and so mm. these are all just various right. on far points of the spectrum yeah and we tend to like classify people with what kind of music they listen uh, to yeah that's true um and so whenever someone does listen to anything mm-hmm. then you yourself are almost unclassifiable. Right, yeah. Another one, another band that I really, I mean, I know you like too, is Radiohead. Yeah, you know? like, Radiohead is my favorite band. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> and you know, it's funny, I haven't really listened to Korn that much, and Tool I haven't listened to in a while either, but I still like appreciate their music. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with their music, and I mean, I, I just don't listen to it as much. I don't know. Right, right. It's just like a mood thing, I guess. No, yeah, yeah. and I, I look back at Korn and be like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, like I still, I still like it. Right. If I'm in that state. Right. But yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> but it's still not like, it doesn't define me. Right. Yeah. That if I were to describe someone that, oh, this girl, she's super like punk rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What that means is like, Maybe she has like colored hair and mm-hmm. wears like spikes on her clothes right. and all black or something sometimes. Yeah. But like that's kind of goth, but also right. so mm-hmm. trying to do the thing is yeah. not helpful sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> huh. Um but I mean if you didn't have to like put a box around jazz how would you describe it uh, aside from just like describing it like musically mm-hmm. like going oh there's yeah. you know usually a triplet subdivision right there's a lot of improvisation yeah it's chromatic <laughs> yeah it's yeah, a good question i mean again i i don't know it's it's hard there's there's a lot like i feel like jazz that word can blanket a lot of yeah, like yeah. different different kinds of music or different mm-hmm. sounds and you know i don't know it's like, yeah exactly yeah. and because even going oh jazz is like music of black culture right it's like yeah it is partly yeah but there's some top-notch japanese jazz right. music yeah there is those guys are crazy good yeah over there. yeah um and like i don't know like Japanese isn't known for necessarily having that like blue sound mm-hmm. uh right. or like culturally, you know. Mm-hmm. And so where does that come from? Yeah. How do Japanese people do jazz so well? Yeah. <laughs> I think like a lot of stuff like that it just comes from like um kind of internalizing or listening, really listening. Mm-hmm. Like just listening to music and 
with, with really with anything like if you're trying to like figure out like how something works or like how a language is spoken like just you know mm-hmm. either like putting yourself right you know living in the country that the language you want to learn is in or yeah, like yeah. just diving into what you want to know you know that's mm-hmm. part of it I guess <laughs> or a major part of it because then it's like and we kind of mentioned this earlier like Eminem didn't have the black growing up life but he kind of did right yeah in the sense that he didn't grow up black but he grew up like in the ghetto right he had to fend for himself he Mm. was poor and so it's like that that spirit of rap Mm -hmm. which is like hey we're out here we're trying to express ourselves and we're also being pushed down as a culture yeah that's still alive Mm -hmm. in eminem's music yeah and i'm sure he shared like the people around him were experiencing the same thing too, whether they were white or black. You know, exactly. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, but that's still like, I don't know how like Japanese oh. people get jazz music really well because right. they do. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's also like really clean. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's interesting. Like some of the, um, not, uh, what are they called? International students. Like, there we have a lot that come from like China or Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. And some of them are like killer players. Like, you know, way better than like. I mean, they're like the top players. And yeah, you know, I mean, at first when they first come, sometimes they're really like their technique is killer. Their, you know, their sound is good. They play in tune. You know, they know their music theory. But sometimes it's like they're maybe they're like feeling or like you know, their interpretation is like off or something like that. And, you know, like I've talked to my teachers and they'll say, you know, yeah, sometimes like they can play really well, but like their feeling isn't there or like they don't, you know. And so like, you know, once that that's brought that, you know, maybe in Japan it's not brought to their attention because maybe, you know, they're just around a lot of people that, I don't know. Maybe I, you know, I don't. I'm, yeah, I, I yeah. Can't whatever speak the for the culture, right? Yeah, instills something different than here, right? Yeah. So, and then as soon as they're here for a little bit, you know, they totally, you know, they come out of their shell, or they, you know, it changes. Something changes, and yeah, it's yeah. cool to see. But like, you know, and that's funny because like my the ship I'm on is actually going to be going to Japan. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it'll be weird. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. <laughs> so. But like, how do you teach? feel oh yeah I, <laughs> I, honestly i feel like the biggest thing to teach feeling is like listening just like and sometimes you have to listen over and over and over but i mean i don't know for jazz at least you know if i'm trying to even for me like if i'm trying to like learn or like transcribe a solo or something yeah like, even if it's like a saxophone player you know i don't my trombone doesn't sound like a saxophone and sometimes i can't do like the turns or whatever that they yeah, do yeah. but like the feeling I think it has a lot to do with just like really like being an active listener and like like having no distractions and just like you know repeating that part over and over and then like mm-hmm. slowly I don't know building up and trying to imitate their sound as closely as you can I guess I yeah but but then still there's like an indescribable yeah. sort of thing yeah. that like the there's the cliche of like right. oh i know why the cage bird sings right, but it's yeah. until yeah. you're there mm-hmm. and you feel that thing hit you in right. the chest yeah like you don't True. you can't 
recreate it necessarily. Mm-hmm. That's another thing, like with live music, like sometimes like I'll feel that or I get that feeling with like mm-hmm. some of the live performances I've seen. I'm like, man, I wish I could have recorded that because it's like, man. but then again, it doesn't sound like, you know, it did in, right, that, yeah. in that moment. And it's like, man, I, if it's like, sometimes I'm like, man, if I could just have a recording or like a snippet of that and just listen to it over and over, I'd be like, man, I could, I could like pick, mm-hmm. you know, pick it apart and see like, oh, that's why I really liked it or, you know, stuff like yeah. that. But, and that's that's a weird thing too is that you know we spent a lot of time analyzing mm-hmm. music yeah and um you know a lot of people do ask like oh since you're studying music does that like take the magic out of it oh yeah and for me i think it doesn't mm-hmm. in in some ways it like knowing the magic trick doesn't make it any less cool. Right. Yeah. Um, definitely one, because someone had to figure out mm-hmm. how to do the magic trick. Mm-hmm. And then also like do all the stuff necessary to convince you right. of the magic trick yeah. and to decide to have it happen. And so right. if, if a certain chord or something in a piece of music is, is, at the right time, at the right moment, whenever, you know, it hits you just right and it makes you cry or something mm-hmm. that knowing what kind of chord it is and when in the piece it happens mm-hmm. doesn't take the magic out of it. It just yeah. lets you know that, hey, they were creative enough or understood how to arrange everything yeah. in such a way that it would make you feel that and right. consistently make you feel that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you like go back to like I don't know, earlier music, like just the cadences and stuff. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like a perfect example of that, you know. And like that's something I need to work on too, is just like my ear training and like recognizing like cuz I can pick out, oh, okay, that's like a 251, but like an altered, like some of the altered like dominant chords yeah, yeah. or something. I'm like, man, I really should I've heard this sound a million times, but I don't, you know, yeah, yeah. sometimes like I don't know what it is. So Yeah. I'm really bad with inversions too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know. I've been working with it in my mind too, it, with just like how much does it matter? Yeah. Like, true. cause again, I have to analyze a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. as I'm making stuff, I'm mm-hmm. sort of going like, Oh, this this needs to be this way mm-hmm. per se. Yeah. But does it matter if it does? <laughs> right. I, yeah. Would, so, would, a would yeah. this chord inverted differently, right. you know, have said the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Cause like, I'll, I don't know where I've seen this from, but I've heard this a couple times is like when there's like new artists, like a lot of like, even in like pop culture, like, like the new artists that are coming out, it's like, do they know, like some people will ask, like, do they know their, like their history or like, do they know, like the, like, do the, did they listen to the people that came before them? You know right. what I mean? And like, sometimes I'll hear the artists say, oh yeah, yeah, I've studied, you know, I know what, you know, took place or whatever. And then sometimes I'll be like, I'll hear people say that they, you know, they don't know who, you know, anybody, yeah, is, yeah. And, but they still are, you know, popular and I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and it's all, I don't know, because, yeah, we we are sort of 
standing on the shoulders of giants, mm-hmm. but at the same time too, like we we make our own stuff. Right. Like music doesn't yeah. go forward, whatever forward is, mm-hmm. just by staring at the past. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. Um, and then like we ourselves as musicians don't go forward mm-hmm. just by like you know listening to a recording of a performance and being like if i could match exactly that mm-hmm. then i'll be good R- enough or right. whatever yeah that's <laughs> yeah that's a good point huh um what what makes you like transcribe the solos what makes you want to do that okay that's a good <laughs> question um sometimes like i don't know i'm not the world's best or anything but i've I know some people that are like, you know, that, you know, takes, take jazz seriously or people that are professionals, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're supposed to transcribe your hat. I mean, it's like something you do to like, you, you learn, you see what, you see what's going on. Basically you're like taking, it's like a puzzle basically. Yeah, so like, yeah. you know, first you might transcribe the melody and then you transcribe the, you know, you learn the melody, memorize it, and then you try and transcribe the chords. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like that's really hard for me to do is like transcribe the chords. So sometimes I'll pick the song out. And the way I, the way I do this is like if I hear this person and I'm like, man, like if I just if it like speaks to me or if I hear yeah, something yeah. My, my ear likes and maybe I only transcribe, you know, four measures or whatever. But mm-hmm. I mean, I sometimes I try I try to tend to do like the whole thing, even if I don't like some of it or whatever yeah yeah but i definitely like the first thing i'll do is transcribe the stuff that i like like you know that i mm-hmm. like listening to and you know after that it's super important to get the chords right and like when you get the chords right and sometimes like what i'll do is i'll transcribe it and then i'll just find the chords like on this app that i have kind of called i real b and it just has like all these standard songs and it mm. and sometimes the changes are not right or they they put a different chord change in sure but it's really cool because then you can see, okay, like on beat four, there this is when they're starting that lick, or this is when this is starting to happen. Yeah, and so yeah. like you can, it's very uh, like technical, and you can like see, okay, so like if I can, you know, isolate this and like, okay, I can practice this now. Like I can on the app that I have, you can like, um, I don't know, repeat like two measures, and so like yeah, on yeah. this like two five, if I start on beat four, and impl- I can like you know I can implement the lick, implement the lick that I'm hearing, and you know mm. so. It's, I think that's like transcription is a very good way to like I don't know just break everything down and steal you know steal stuff from yeah, yeah. other people so right but yeah we're all stealing right yeah <laughs> true so. da, 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 da. yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah very popular one um so I mean what have you like learned from it oh man it's hard work it takes <laughs> it takes a lot of time. Like my first transcription I ever did was so so it took me forever and it's still sometimes I do take me forever like especially like if I'm writing like because a lot of people transcribe just by their ear and they'll figure it out which is fine to do but sometimes like if you write it down like rhythmically some stuff's like really interpretive you know like is, was that a triplet or was he just like laying back you know or yeah, you know yeah. what I mean so it's like sometimes you have to like kind of make those decisions and like you have to figure out where your downbeats are and it, it really helps you just become a better sight reader too, because you know, you're reading all these different rhythms that this person that's like a good player, yeah, or, yeah. you know, is doing and you know, you're getting their technique because you know, they're playing with that technique. And so, you know, you're just getting every, you're basically just trying to become that player, you know, for that, 
for that song. Yeah, and yeah. So it's super yeah. helpful to do. And um, another thing I really want to do is get it's called like a lick book, and mm. basically like you just take all the licks that you know, and you know maybe they're two bar phrases or two bar licks, and so you put you know you write all your two bar licks out, and then you have like four bar licks, and you write all those out, and mm-hmm. that would be super helpful. I need to I need to start doing that just. Because mm-hmm. I can look back and then, and, and the idea is that you would take it through like every key. So yeah. Yeah. It's like a muscle memory thing, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's sort of a like weird nonsense question, but what's your favorite key to play in? Ooh. Um, I really like like D flat and a flat. I don't know why. Cool. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I like a flat a lot. C's all right too. C is, Sometimes it's a little bright for me, but I I don't know D flat. I really like D flat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I I just I like looked at myself outside looking in, saying uh-huh. cool to just random letters, and I'm, yeah, that that is uh. that is what that is. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, having played trombone mm-hmm. and understanding keys and stuff, mm-hmm. I can see that. Because I remember E flat being my favorite. No, oh, yeah, understandably so. Yeah. Um, but the A flat is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think because of the D being flat. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, what's your least favorite key to play in? Mm. I I really. Everybody hates on the key of B major. I I like B major. I think my least favorite key to play in is probably A A major. I hmm. I don't like A major. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I I guess like the pattern of it for me. I don't know the one. Whenever I'm playing in A major, I I just don't have enough. You know, I haven't practiced it enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I don't like it. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It's not really the sound. I guess it's just more of my personal right, right. lacking of. Well, and that's the thing is that keys feel different on different instruments yeah that's true and so even vocally too yeah yeah Yeah. and so like yeah my favorite key in trombone was e flat because it's one three one three one three one three (laughs) and it's like really easy to feel right yeah yeah um uh well one three four one three right but (laughs) um but like a major is really fun on piano oh yeah yeah that's Uh, true because it it feels nice yeah and you have like enough black keys to Mm -hmm. keep the to keep your hands comfortable right (laughs) yeah that's true i think b major is fun on piano too because it's like every black key, you know? Yeah. And the, the B major scale on piano is like super, it just yeah. like flows. I don't know. Yeah. So. But uh, B is kind of the bane of my existence on piano oh, because yeah. I have to think of the F sharp. Yeah. And it's. Yeah. And the or, A sharp as a B. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, We're getting real inside baseball here, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's weird. The different considerations that like, yeah, you have to think that like B is B and B flat are the only keys that the fifth aren't on the same color key. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't um, think about that. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. And so doing like B to F sharp or B flat to F, you're going black to white oh. or white to black. Yeah. Um huh. and so 
but with all the other ones c to g yeah like they yeah. match and so huh. that's what always trips me up that's on, cool. and that's why i like b flat and b less on piano <laughs> yeah uh huh. but with like vocally um mm-hmm. d is a lot of fun yeah uh because uh an a in my like chest voice mm-hmm. is both vocally impressive and like fun to hit yeah cool um but the range is also such that if you go on the lower side of it it's also better for like masses of people to sing along with oh, okay yeah. <laughs> hmm. um Dang. and that's that's just a weird thing yeah. that like where people's vocal range sits have you heard of jacob collier uh i remember the name but i don't okay. know it <laughs> man definitely you should check him out he's he's got like something like what we're talking about right now he it, he like all it he relates basically everything back kind of to the circle of fists or force you know mm-hmm. and you know he's talked you know the, the overtone series you mm-hmm. know, he talks about like the undertone series too and like mm. uh i don't remember exactly what he calls it but like a uh, reflective harmony or something like you know they're on two separate like they're as far away as they could be from the uh each yeah, other yeah. on the circle and he just does some really interesting stuff and like i don't know he's really like he's a really cool artist and person yeah like he he's very knowledgeable so that, well, yeah there's the uh uh, that reminds me of there's that uh, Vox video that analyzed uh, Giant Steps. Oh yeah, and how I saw that. Giant Steps yeah. is is use, using that like triangular right yeah circle of fifths uh-huh. to go yeah. here's as far away from each other as we can get right yeah all at once <laughs> yeah yeah that's a tune I need to work on that, that seems hard <laughs> well yeah but that's like again as hard as you can get yeah like, it's a difficult one yeah. <laughs> um. And that is something that um, my my brother has kind of hard on me about this, uh, Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, that sometimes these spheres of, like, worlds get so caught up in themselves mm-hmm. that nothing makes sense to anyone else anymore. Right, yeah. And so, like, listening to Giant Steps sounds impressive Mm -hmm. but it also sounds like nonsense to the untrained ear oh yeah yeah. and honestly to the trained ear a lot of a lot of it sounds like nonsense yeah that's yeah (laughs) i have a hard time with that too like especially like with trumpet players that like scream a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like big band recordings where the trumpet player is soloing and just like screaming or like i mean saxophone players too like sometimes they'll just play like all these notes and it's like man I'd rather just listen to like a ballad or something. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and uh, it's gotten this way of like memes, because I'm a meme lord, yeah. um, that mm-hmm. memes get so right. like deep into themselves. Yeah. If you don't know the meme that the meme is, then you're, yeah, you're done. it's just yeah. like, it's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in, <laughs> I've been finding myself laughing at really stupid images that have no meaning outside of like right. you know two years of of mental training of looking yeah. at images on the internet <laughs> like <laughs> yeah that's funny and it has i guess technically no worth right but like it does in the sense that like 
I've been looking at this long enough mm. that it's so complex or so deep or something yeah. that it yeah. it's smart. Yeah, some people are like super like genius with like the memes they make, like you know, because like they'll reference something that was a meme, you know, they'll reference yeah, another yeah. meme and it becomes a meme. Yeah, you know, it's weird, right? So. But like that happens in music all the time too. Yeah, it does. that it's oh, what he's doing there again, going back to giant steps. What he's doing there is yeah. going, you know, essentially making a circle of tritones, right, in a single progression. Yeah, and it's no one. Yeah. No one cares, right. actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only the, it's like music for musicians or something like that. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the same as like comedy, too. Like there's mm. like comedians who are comedians, comedians. Mm-hmm. And it's, oh, that's a really well worded joke or something. Right. But if like, if only the comedians in the room are going to be the ones laughing, right. then like, are you really winning? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it, it, it is like that. It's, and it's weird how it crosses over in different, like, fields. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. Because, huh. I don't know. I've I've felt this way a few times analyzing music yeah. and being like, does anyone even hear it? Right, yeah. If, if I go, oh, this is, you know, it's borrowing from the Mixolydian, mm-hmm. does anyone care (laughs) like maybe after the fact yeah you go "Ooh, that sounds cool Mm -hmm. but i don't think it matters beyond that going oh this is so smart because it borrowed the six chord from the mixolydian six chord seven chord from the mixolydian (laughs) no it's okay well right and why did i have to correct myself for to use the the correct right right I chord mean, from mixolydian but <laughs> yeah i mean that's true i don't I, I mean yeah people can get really like wrapped up and especially if they're like um i don't know not being highbrow but like if they're trying to be super you know snooty or whatever right yeah they, and, it's like not about the music anymore <laughs> and jazz world yeah is a lot like that yeah it definitely can be yeah those <laughs> trying to stay away from those people you know <laughs> it's not fun it's like, oh, you have a real book? Like, that yeah. That takes away from the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's funny because, like, the real book, like, I try to, like, stay away from it. I Like, if I'm learning a song, I try and learn it by ear just because, like, there's sometimes there's a lot of mistakes in the real book. But at the same time, I use a real book, too, just to try and learn songs, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, not a, it's definitely a nice tool to have, so. Right. But, like, you have to go two layers deep to understand why the real book right isn't as good <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that's true yeah you definitely have to it's not for like a person like i mean it, it is but it's not like if you were going to be like nick picky it's definitely for people that are like trying to be nitpicky i guess you know? <laughs> and yeah. so i don't know like in a weird way like this is the most important thing to us but also it's just music right like calm down yeah no, one, no one's gonna die or anything <laughs> yeah Um, and I don't know. I have this argument with myself a lot. It's like, I want to make a difference in the world. Therefore music. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I can be harsh on myself and be like, nothing I do matters because it's just music. Yeah. Um, but it, (laughs) <laughs> I do that too. Right. But I do that just with life because I'm like, man, I like I look up at the sky, I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> nothing <Yeah>. matters. <laughs> yeah. 
That's funny. Um, no, I, I do do that too. And that is actually like one of my yeah. like things like mm-hmm. it's going to be okay is a pillar of my philosophy, both because of the zoom out and the zoom in Oh yeah. in that this is the only moment that we have that exists in this way. Right. So mm-hmm. it's the only thing that matters. Right. Yeah. That's good. But that's good. also the universe is so vast and so infinite. <laughs> right. And the fact that most of the stars that we're looking at have already died. <laughs> yeah. We are so tiny and insignificant and we are a tiny blip in the vast expanse of time. Yeah. It's and fine. see to me, I it's feel like fine. I feel like that makes music more important, right? Just because it's like, it, it's like a print, or it's like it's yeah, something yeah. like that's not just, it, you know, it can be, it can mean so much more to a lot of people rather than like accounting, you know, or like <laughs> you know, just like some paperwork, or you know what right, I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. suck it, accountants. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we we need accountants. Yeah. Too. I mean, I like accountants. You know, I just. Just for me personally, like art, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Not just music. No, art. definitely. Yeah. And although I am pretty proud of my spreadsheets. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Why not? <laughs> uh, but I am though. You should see my spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, I, I do have to remind myself both sides of that in right. the why does this note matter in this chord or something? Mm-hmm. Does it really make it that much more significant? Does it make me look that much smarter or something? Right. Um, yeah. And it's it's been odd in that going to school for composition is I can come in and – I could fart into a microphone and rearrange it in such a way and call it art. And if I can explain it well enough, yeah, it works. Right. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Um, or I can, you know, spend hours working on this meticulous craft or something mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, this is the thing. I did it. But yeah. also, ah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, that's true. I did a uh, a serialist percussion piece, mm-hmm. um, which uh, it got played by the percussion consort, which made oh, me really nice. happy. Uh, that's cool. But like, it's also a serialist com- like percussion piece. Is yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> it's not supposed to. Right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. But I spent a lot of time arranging that. Yeah. I mean, I can, yeah, because it has to be like serialism, right? So, yeah. Yeah. You have to adhere to like the rules, right? Yeah. Serialism. Yeah. But, yeah. Nobody made me do that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just did for some reason. And it's like a different kind of appreciation. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's also like a hundred percent brain appreciation. Right. Like, I don't know if you've ever analyzed Milton Babbitt. Uh, do you know Milton Babbitt? I think I know the name, but I don't uh, know. He's a he was a British mathematician, okay, but cool. also a composer. Oh, okay. I think he was British. I don't know. I don't um, know. but he was a mathematician, oh, and he okay. was like, "Oh, look at 
12th tone isn't how mm-hmm. isn't it cool how pretty the numbers line up yeah. and so he wrote like piano pieces that mm. were total serialism and all that mess yeah. huh. and when you analyze it it's super cool but it's not great to listen to <laughs> yeah like i don't right i don't get in my car and be like oh yeah let me jam some of that serialism right yeah <laughs> yeah it is it's weird it's definitely interesting <laughs> i guess i mean but i mean maybe that's just you know he maybe he got satisfaction out of it maybe people get satisfaction out of the mathematical side yeah no and and i'm not saying that you shouldn't get satisfaction out of it right but it's like it's so it's so deep yeah yeah that does it really right (laughs) yeah hold it's yeah i I see what you're saying that's weird um think about what's what's sort of the 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 farthest deep you went into jazz that hmm. made you feel exhausted <laughs> like musically yeah yeah um, or like theory wise and everything man i don't know that's a good question i think it has more to do with like the contemporary stuff more than like i don't know like some of robert glasper's music i know i keep saying his name mm. some of his music it's like crazy and you know i mean it's sometimes it's nice to listen to and like other times I'm like I don't I can't really get into it, but the, I mean I don't know. There's a lot of like people today that you know they're jazz artists and they make music and sometimes it sounds good and sometimes I'm like man I I don't know it just doesn't it just sounds like chaos you know it yeah yeah it doesn't I don't know <laughs> I, I'm always I kind of always like I lean towards like slower mid tempo stuff and like yeah. ballads anyway so yeah I don't know <laughs> well because it it gives you time to feel it right yeah and think and yeah process and <laughs> yeah all that stuff and instead of being like there's yeah. a new chord every beat right. at 160 yeah. let's go yeah <laughs> definitely or just Let's bask in this like right. nice high note, not too high, yeah, but it's nice, yeah. And then we go back down or something. That's funny, it's, you know. A lot of people, I I don't listen to the genre too much, but like a lot of my friends that I know like electronic music or like techno mm-hmm. or house or stuff like that, and like I can listen to it and like I can like appreciate how you know it's very repetitive, and then it'll start changing and shifting mm-hmm. very gradually. And I, I mean. I can mm-hmm. definitely see why it's appealing, and I, I, I mean, I don't mind listening to it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can see why people lean towards or like that genre. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, does music ever make you cry? Oh yeah, De- <laughs> definitely, like all the time. <laughs> uh, what, what's the usual like? What always gets you? Man, I think it's just like that feeling that you were talking about. How like. It's like not necessarily the notes, but it's like how they play the notes or like just like maybe they'll play a chord, but they're rolling the chord where not every note's playing at the exact same Mm -hmm. time. Just like the rhythmic aspect of it too. Like the rhythm is so important. And honestly, I just feel like it's the the feeling, the overall feeling of like how they interpret and portray Mm -hmm. their – like the song that they're playing, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause you could listen to two different versions of a, the same song and it's just like completely different. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what's an example of something uh, that okay, always so hits you <laughs> lately? There's been this song I've been listening to. It's called penthouse serenade. So like, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's by Errol Garner. And I, that song, like the way he, like, I, I found the music and like, 
I his hands are bigger than mine, so I can't like <laughs> I can barely reach what he's playing. But like, just the way he plays it, like the feeling, and like Dexter Gordon's another example. Like both of those, like Errol Garner and Dexter Gordon, I just every time I hear like Penthouse Serenade by De- or Errol mm-hmm. Garner, and then like, um, uh, what's one like Body and Soul by Dexter and Gordon? Like I don't know, just like mm-hmm. there's like just those staple recordings for me that like I get me every time. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just like the feeling, especially if it's like late at night or I'm driving or something and I'm by myself and I'm just like, ah, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to like not <laughs> respond yeah, like, yeah. emotionally, I guess. Um, do you, have you ever heard of uh, Sunlux? Uh, I don't think so. Um, so there's, there's a few of their songs, but uh, one is called uh, your day will come. Okay. And just everything about the song, like it's it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. There, it repeats a lot of the lyrics, um, but each time that climax hits, oh, yeah. it like just pierces directly into my heart, and yeah. it's just like, ooh, yes, thank you, but also <sighs> tears. Uh, <laughs> Another one that gets me is a uh, Radiohead. The, I can't remember which tune it is. It's like Black Eyed Angels Sing At Me or something. You know, the, uh, Pyramid Song. Yeah, I really like that tune. And that. The, the rhythm in that. Yeah, the is, piano. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that Radiohead's another great. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that tune gets me every time. Um, a lot of the time. Speaking of Radiohead, uh, True Love Waits. Okay. Is, I don't know that one. Uh, funny about True Love Waits is that. Um, it, it was on their most recent album. Mm, okay. uh, came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Was that a couple of years ago? Oh gosh, I can't remember now. Time. Uh, <laughs> right. I think I know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was the last track okay. on their most recent album. Huh. And I think potentially their last album. I don't know. Oh. Um, huh. I hope not. Yeah. But also, it would be fine if they ended it there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the they had been Tom had been playing that song for years. Oh, okay. Um, like since the nineties. Really? Um I'm pretty sure, yeah. And and so like he'd been playing that song for like ever. Mm. And they just hadn't found the right album and the right Yeah. Recording right. to put it That's in. Cool. Yeah. Um mm. but even like there's there's recordings of it like live. Okay. Um, yeah. Even before it was a studio recorded track, mm-hmm. it would still That's awesome. make me cry. Yeah. Um but then hearing it at the end of this album, yeah, in a kind of completely different arrangement. Right. Uh hits really differently yeah that's cool yeah that's interesting <laughs> how that works it's crazy yeah it's like live versus like record studio recording mm-hmm. it, it, they're yeah it's weird how different but if, if even if it's the same song how different it can be yeah like i remember seeing tool live like they improvise between their tunes like they they made their yeah. songs connected but i mean it was improvised you know and it's cool how it has like a different effect mm-hmm. on you or it can have <laughs> a different effect Tool is one of those that uh, we're talking about kind of the the complexity for complexity's sake, but then mm-hmm. also like simplicity. Mm-hmm. And Tool is one that blends complexity yeah. with 
emotion right. in such a way that is perfectly spiritual. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I could say that their music definitely helped me spiritually, or you know, I felt something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know if it's right. Or, or yeah, lateralis, lateralis yeah. is a spiritual experience. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> um, last few things, I guess. Um, sure, yeah. What's something you've been watching, listening to, and playing that you want other people to know about? <laughs> um, something I've been watching. Um, well... I mentioned before Errol Garner. He's a piano player. I don't. Mm. I think it was like the might have been the fifties or sixties is when he was like kind of at his peak. He's a really great player. I mean, if you like piano music, I mean, I don't know. His technique is like not many piano players play like that anymore. It's he uses you know all his fingers are basically an instrument. So like he'll he'll have one chord voice in his right hand and then the bass in his left, mm. and it's like a the bass is like a guitar kind of strum. Oh. So it's like a very cool style. And I, I really, I've been digging Errol Garner a lot, just listening to him, um, watching. What have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of videos on like trombone technique and stuff, <laughs> like how to play, you know, more precise and like just, you know, I don't know. No one wants to know that though. Like no one, <laughs> nobody's going to watch that. Um, and then like for, what was the other one? Playing? What have I been playing? I've been playing... Oh, you get you guys should if anybody's listening, you guys should check out um at Saints Sessions or at Saints every Sunday at like six thirty. Yeah, uh, Adam Ledbetter's band, his hip hop band that I'm in, uh, called the Search Committee. We play at Saints, and it's a lot of fun, and it's always a good time. And there's no cover charge; it's free. So, Bang. and it's in the Paseo district. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Adam teaches here at ACM, but yeah. like there's, there's some musicians here that, yeah. and at UCO and everything mm-hmm. that like, these people are world class musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, um, it doesn't matter how quote unquote local right. any place is. Mm-hmm. Like, Adam Ledbetter is a world class musician. Yeah, and he's uh, rapping too. Yeah, he's not even playing piano. He's a great rapper. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and you know all the teachers here, all the I mean, freaking everyone at the yeah. jazz program. Yeah, is a excellent player. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you ever get the opportunity to see some of these people, um, do it because. Um, it's an experience that you didn't think you could have gotten here definitely (laughs) definitely Um, are you at at liberty to say uh, like how your audition stuff and who you're working for and all that yeah I'm so what do you want to (laughs) know whatever you want to know I mean I guess for for people who are trying to get gigs oh, and, and like stuff like stuff? that. Yeah, yeah, or, okay. or yeah. anything. But, okay. like, what was the audition process? How did sure. you hear about it and all that mess? Okay, so what I did, <laughs> I was really clueless. I'm still kind of clueless. Um, I <laughs> what I, Basically what I did is I went on Google and I said cruise ship jobs for trombone. And, you know, that came up with a couple options. And there was this website I found called uh, – entertainers it was either entertainment or entertainers i think it was entertainersworldwide.com 
And at first I was like, this kind of looks sketchy. Like, I don't know if this is real. But then I was like looked into it and I read about it and it's a it was a real website and I just made a profile on there and you just like basically, you know, you put a picture on there and I put up some recordings of myself playing and then I and then like you have to activate your profile, which is like twelve bucks and it's like a subscription. So I was like, Okay. Oof. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, Man, I'm gonna go through with this. I might as well like, you know, yeah. try try and do it. So I got I paid twelve bucks and I got a month's you know, subscription to have my profile activated. So then I could apply to like all these like <laughs> place, like these cruise lines, spend money and make money, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like I applied to like three or four different, like, you know, applications that were like, they needed a trombone player for cruises. And the, I applied that night and the next day one person called me back and he was from Miami and, you know, we set an up, set up an audition and, um, you know, I had like a week kind of to, he sent me some stuff like that. I like some, like a list of songs that, you know, he wanted to hear like a little excerpt. They were like pop songs, like, you mm. know, Stevie wonder or Michael Jackson. And yeah. I had to play like a little bit of excerpts from the songs to know that I, or like to show him that I had them memorized. And I got, you know, there were like eight different columns of songs and I had to play like two out of each column. And then, you know, he made me play like a rhythm changes, uh, progression and melody. Mm. And then he made me play like a blues uh, progression, and impro- I had to improvise over that and or over those two rhythm changes in blues. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I did sight reading, and that was pretty much. And it was over the phone too, like so. I skyped him with my laptop, and then I uh, recorded myself um, with my iPad. And yeah. then, so like after every, after the audition was over, uh, I just you know uploaded the video to YouTube and sent it to him in an email and. He said he'd uh, look over it and advise it, and then he emailed me back like two days later and said, "Yeah," or he offered me a a, co- a contract on the ship, and I was like, "Cool, heck yeah, I want to, <laughs> yeah, I want to do that." So, yeah, how, that's how, how long are you gonna be out at sea? So I leave for Hong Kong on March 14th, and then I get back. I have to fly back from Alaska on like July 8th is when I'm done. Dang. <laughs> yeah, so it goes like from like Hong Kong to like Vietnam and Cambodia and then like to Malaysia and then like Japan and then like parts of Canada and then to Alaska, I guess. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully I'll pick up like, you know, maybe I'll speak a little bit of Mandarin or something. I don't know. <laughs> or, or maybe, I hope I can get like some experience just like yeah. seeing the world and playing and, you know, practicing. Yeah. So from some of the other podcasts that I listen to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chris Ryan gives a lot of travel advice, uh, but it's like wander around if you have the the chance to, um, like sort of be structured in your lack of structure Uh be like, I I plan on going that way (laughs) and then see what happens. Um, but like, if you don't have the time to do so. Uh, don't get lost. But. Right. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure I'll have some time. Yeah, I'm pretty good at getting lost too. My sense of direction's not, not <laughs> the best. So, but. um, but like, those are all great places. To yeah. Be. Yeah. They're gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. I've never <laughs> even flown before, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and the Hong Kong flight's like at least 18 hours. Yeah. So I'll be having like melatonin or something in my system, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. Um. Yeah, and then do you know what you'll be playing yet? 
Yeah, I'm in like a uh, seven-piece band. So there's like one trumpet player, me as the trombone player, uh, a woodwind player, and then like a rhythm section, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lot of like pop sight-reading tunes. And like Mm -hmm. sometimes we'll bring in like big name artists or I guess name artists and they'll have their own arrangements. And so we'll have to sight-read those. Yeah, yeah. Or like we'll have like an hour to rehearse and then we'll go play with them. And yeah, I think it's mostly just like, you know, I have like, pretty much the whole day off until like six and then I have to start working and playing. Yeah. And I think I have to go through a lot of like safety uh, stuff on the ship. Like the first, he said the first week is like all safety training and then tomorrow and Thursday I get to go to the doctor and like get like all these blood tests done <laughs> and you know, get all the physical pass and everything. So it'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, well, yeah. And then the entire rest of the time that you're not right uh, playing, you're, on a cruise right yeah (laughs) hopefully i'll be able to practice a ton and you know just work on myself as a player so (laughs) or just eat your entire weight in lobster oh my gosh yeah (laughs) i'm nervous about hopefully they have a gym that would be my (laughs) idea i'm sure they do (laughs) but it's also like you're on vacation right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so um yeah um is there anything else do you have any questions for me (laughs) Um, so when are you getting married? Uh, shit. I don't know if I can announce this. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind. Then, uh, never mind. Later this year. Later this year. <laughs> awesome. Well, congratulations. Um, like I'm not shy about announcing it. Right. Like two people, yeah, but right. it's also like, I don't know if Personal. I should put it on record. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. No, that's cool though. That's exciting. Uh, the date is set. And you guys have been together for like how long? Ten years? Uh, nine years. Nine years. Wow, that's awesome. Um, cool. Yeah. Um. So I mean, do you guys live together right now or? No? Uh, no. Oh, I okay. live with my parents. Oh, cool. I'm poor. Uh, hey, me too. In okay. school. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can relate. So. That's um. Awesome. But yeah, no, it is an adventure. Cool. That's exciting. <laughs> that's awesome. Um. What else? I don't know if you're like <laughs> leading um, to other stuff. Uh, I, I just, so you just said after graduation, you're going to do like, vid- you're going to try and work with video game stuff. And that's the goal. That's uh, awesome. I think, cool. I mean, I'm going to try and get into the industry as much as I can. So yeah. fellow listener, uh, <laughs> if you make video games or know someone who does, uh, let them know about a certain podcast called Bit Death. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, that, that was my only question, yeah, really. So. Uh, thank you for doing this with me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me and asking me to do this. <laughs> um, where can we find you and your things? Uh, so my Instagram handle is Tyler uh, underscore Thomas underscore IG, and then my Facebook profile is facebook.com forward slash and then Def Jam Poet and it's just one word it's like I don't know I, when I was little I had like a thing for like Def Jam Def Jam Poetry and like I, I just really liked those like ep, those spoken word stuff so <laughs> I don't know why I just named myself Def Jam Poet but yeah those are like still a cool yeah cool handle <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah thank you yeah, again no, thanks, thanks. Uh, I'm Santiago Ramones and I'm Tyler Thomas you can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. Uh, there will probably be more music stuff uh, by the end of the semester uh, since I'm preparing for a 
graduate recital so that'll be fun um but for now you can uh download or listen to or whatever you want to do with your money uh songs with words demo on my website and you can also find this podcast on apple podcasts on youtube on stitcher google play and anywhere else that i don't know where it is but it might be um i always end my podcast with my three things they shape my life philosophy those three things are love never fails it's going to be okay i might be wrong